You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. New South Wales approves the transfer of a former juvenile detention property to the Metropolitan Aboriginal Land Council in Sydney. Debate continues over the federal government's freshly unveiled housing policy. And both Finland and Sweden decide to apply for NATO membership. The New South Wales government has approved a land claim for the site of a former juvenile centre in Inner Sydney more than five years after the claim was originally lodged. A New South Wales Audit Officer Office report released in April had accused the government of failing to set aside adequate resources so that land claims could be processed in a timely manner. The report said that almost 70% of all claims lodged with the state government remain undecided. This latest approval means that 1.5 hectares of the Yasmai estate on Parramatta Road in Harbourfield will be transferred to the Metropolitan Aboriginal Land Council. Council CEO Nathan Moran has welcomed the news, calling it some recompense in recognition of historic dispossession of land. Newly nominated Northern Territory Chief Minister Natasha Files has designated crime and remote housing as two areas in which her government must act. As she took over the role, Ms. Files emphasized a delicate mix of stability and change, indicating it is important to keep aspects of uh, what her predecessor was doing, but says there will be changes. I want to provide that stability and that unity that must continue. But yes, we do need to make changes. We need to make sure we keep delivering on those economic opportunities we have. We have come through COVID. There is an amazing abundance of major projects, of economic opportunities, and we are facing significant social challenges. But I will keep that stability and unity, but be focused on those challenges ahead of us. 43-year-old Natasha Files was unanimously chosen by her Labour Party colleagues to take over from Michael Garner after his surprising resignation early last week. She is the Territory's second female Chief Minister and the second Chief Minister born in the Northern Territory since it became self-governing in 1974. The Prime Minister has denied his party's housing policy, allowing first-home buyers to access 40% of their superannuation up to $50,000 will drive up house prices. Superannuation Minister Jen Hume considered this morning the policy could create a short-term spike in the market. Scott Morrison denies this, saying it will work in conjunction with another policy announced over the weekend, encouraging older Australians to downsize and allow them to invest up to $300,000 out of the sale into their superannuation to prevent upwards pressure on housing. But Mr Morrison has avoided questions on whether the policy has been modelled and whether that modelling will be released. It works hand in glove with the policies that we've put in place to help those at another stage in their life to downsize. Now this does two things. It ensures that we are reinforcing people's retirement savings, but we're also freeing up supply, which does put downward pressure on the rising costs of housing across the country. 
Economists and Labour have been critical of the policy. Shadow Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the policy is a desperate last-minute attempt to appeal to younger voters ahead of the election. The Liberals can't even get their story straight on what it will mean for house prices. But the evidence is clear that this will have a diabolical impact on house prices. It will make it harder, not easier, for people to get into the housing market and it will bulldoze people's super in the process. In the meantime, the Greens will launch their party campaign tonight with a $173 billion wish list if they gain the balance of power in the House of Representatives. Greens leader Adam Band has also outlined seven key policies the Greens will negotiate with Labour in the event of a minority government, though Anthony Albanese has ruled out doing any deals to form government with the Greens. The wish list includes dental and mental health included in Medicare, no new coal and gas, building affordable housing, free childcare, wiping student debt, lifting income support and progressing the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Signs depicting two independent candidates as Greens have found to be in breach of federal electoral laws. Conservative political lobby group Advance Australia authorised signs showing ACT Senate candidate David Peacock and independent MP for Warringah Zalisti Gold both wearing clothes adorned with the official logo of the Australian Greens Party. The Australian Electoral Commission says the signs which appeared on trucks and uh, core flutes are in breach of the Commonwealth Electoral Act. The Commission said in a statement that it is an offence to publish, permit or authorise to be published during the relevant election period any matter or thing that is likely to mislead or deceive an elector in relation to the casting of a vote. Advance Australia does not agree with the ruling. Both Finland and Sweden have decided to apply for membership of NATO. Both countries have decided to join the alliance to the security concerns due to security concerns following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Finland shares a border of around 1,300 kilometers with Russia, although Russia insists it is no threat to Finland, and Russian President Vladimir Putin told his Finnish counterpart Saul Nisto in a phone call on the weekend that Finland's decision to join is a mistake. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says NATO is already working with both Sweden and Finland. This is partly about uh uh, increasing NATO military presence uh, uh, in the region, um, on land, at sea and in the air. We already work closely with Finland and Sweden, for instance, on hybrid threats and cyber threats. Uh, we have a center of excellence uh, on hybrid threats in Helsinki. Uh, so we have already developed very close uh, uh, ways of working together with them to address some of the threats and challenges. Finland and Sweden must be approved by all 30 current NATO members in their domestic parliaments before they officially become NATO members. Ukraine and NATO are claiming Russia's invasion of the country is not going as planned. Ukraine claims it has held off Russian offensives in the east of the country. Russian troops have retreated from around the second largest city in the country, Kharkiv, a focal point of attacks earlier in the war. The British Defence Minister says Russia has lost up to one-third on the combat strength it committed to Ukraine at the start of the war.
Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky says Russia's invasion has already failed, but Russia continues to inflict some damage. Two people were killed when Russia shelled 11 high-rise buildings and a chemical plant in the, Donba- in the Donbass region over the weekend. West Russian missiles have destroyed military infrastructure facilities in western Ukraine. One person has been killed and four others are in a critical condition following another shooting in the United States. This shooting occurred at a church in Southern California. Police detained a suspect and recovered a weapon at the scene. A fifth injured person suffered minor injuries. The shooting came a day after an 18-year-old man shot and killed 10 people at a supermarket in Buffalo in New York State. Authorities believe that attack was racially motivated. Britain's Queen Elizabeth has received a standing ovation at celebrations for her Platinum Jubilee. The 96-year-old appeared at the first major event marking her reaching 70 years as monarch, walking to her seat in the royal box despite reports of ongoing mobility issues. The televised event, named A Gallop Through History, reflected her lifelong passion for horses and featured more than 1,300 performers and 500 horses. Other members of the British royal family were present, as were several celebrities from the entertainment industry. As National Volunteer Week begins today, new research reveals that volunteers are essential to Australia's crisis resilience. A report from Volunteering Australia finds that there are more than one million volunteers supporting Australians during periods of crisis, of which more than 400,000 work directly in emergency response and relief. Volunteering Australia Chief Executive Mark Pierce says the millions of volunteers around the country have played a crucial role over the past 12 months, helping Australians through extreme weather events and the global pandemic. When we think about volunteering within Australia, it's interesting to reflect upon the, the size of the volunteering ecosystem. It's not an insubstantial part of the total national workforce. In fact, if we consider that volunteers within organisations account for around about 5 million people. That's around about a quarter of the size of the Australian population. And in addition to that, around about 6.5 million volunteers contribute their time and their efforts and their expertise informally within community each and every year. And to sport and in rugby league, Trent Barrett has resigned as coach of the Canterbury Bulldogs. It's understood Barrett quit before the holding of an emergency meeting of the club's board. Bulldogs director of football Phil Gold reportedly informed Bulldogs players of Barrett's decision this morning before calling training and sending the players home. An interview session with several Bulldogs players due to be held today has been cancelled. Parade has been under extreme pressure after a poor start of this season. The Bulldogs are last on the National Rugby League ladder, having won just two of the ten games so far. Since he took over as coach at the start of last season, the Bulldogs have won just five of 34 games on Barrett's watch. 
And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a sunny day, 34 degrees, Perth, partly cloudy, 22, Adelaide, a shower, 217, Melbourne, possible showers, 17, Hobart, showers and wind easing, 13 degrees, Albury, Wodonga, partly cloudy, 16, Canberra, partly cloudy, day, 17, Wollongong, sunny, 23, Sydney, also sunny, 24, Newcastle, sunny day, 25 degrees, Brisbane, possible shower, 28, Townsville, sunny, 28, Mainz mostly sunny 29, Alice Springs mostly cloudy 26, Darwin sunny day 33 degrees and the Torres Strait Islands sunny day at the top of 28 degrees and that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.